Soul Recovery is not just this podcast. It is a community. And each month on the first Monday, we get together on Zoom to support each other. I give a topic, then we break into small groups. It's a powerful way to be seen and witnessed and heard and supported through your own soul recovery journey. This is free to attend and open to everyone. Go to the website to register. The next one is May 6th from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Also, in June on the 8th and 9th is an in-person soul recovery retreat in Lafayette, Colorado. This is going to be a weekend of incredible transformation, learning how to use soul recovery in your life and to leave that weekend transformed. Visit the website for more about what to expect and how to register. Enjoy the episode. You ever sit around with your friends and talk about everything that's not working? In your mind, you're replaying everything that's not working and why you're unhappy and who's to blame. This is not the mindset that you want for a happy and healthy life. This is the way to stay stuck. In this episode, we're going to talk about how to stop talking about what's not working. My name is Reverend Rachel Harrison, and this is the Recover Your Soul podcast, a spiritual path to a happy and healthy life. I started Recover Your Soul after having profound changes in my life from my recovery of alcoholism, control addiction, and codependency. I was guided to share the tools and principles of spirituality and soul recovery to help others transform their lives as mine was transformed. For us to overcome external circumstances, we must first turn the attention to ourselves, focusing on inner change. Positive results in our lives will follow. Welcome back to the Recovery Soul podcast. This is Reverend Rachel Harrison. Thank you so much for spending your time with me here today for this episode. I wanted to talk a little bit on this episode about our mind and having our mind be in the right fit place, that we spend time on our body, that we spend time eating well, that we spend time exercising. And what we want to do is we want to actually spend time and energy making sure that our mind is fit and having the right mindset. And one of the ways that I think about how we can do this is to be really aware of not spending our time and energy talking about what we don't want. And I know that I've talked about this in other episodes in various ways, but I wanted to really dig into this for this deep dive, because when I changed my perception, when I started to do soul recovery and I took the control back by letting go of other people's actions, other people's responses, other people's approval, other people's moods, dictating how I felt that I needed everybody else to be okay for me to be okay. I didn't know what to talk about. I had spent all my time and energy with my friends, with my journal, with myself, going over and over and over what wasn't working, how I wanted it to be different, what my judgment was of those things. And this is a little bit different than ruminating because ruminating is about going into the past and spiraling, spiraling, spiraling what happened and how that affected you and why that's the problem and and having the rumination of the past. What I want to talk about in this situation is how we can be in the present and how that's going to affect our future. 
As you know, one of my places where I get some of my inspiration is through the law of attraction and a woman named Esther Hicks who channels, what does she call it, cosmic consciousness or the master consciousness or something that she is able to kind of absorb and then translate out. And and really, I just think it's being in your higher consciousness that when we're connected to our true self, to our true source, and we're filtering out the part that is going through all of our preconceived notions, all of our pain, all of our fear, that if we just look at the essence, that there's wisdom there. And she's able to connect with that wisdom more deeply. And she's worked on it. And she calls it Abraham. And one of the things that I hear her say again and again, and I still listen to one of her little 15-minute episodes on YouTube. So every day or every couple days, I listen to this. And it's a repeat, right? So it's a repeat of the similar stuff. And I get something different every single time. So then I don't feel so bad if I'm repeating to you that you're receiving the information that you need and maybe in a little bit different way. But she does this repeat, and I've and I've gotten this from so many other places, from Thich Nhat Hanh, from Pema Chotran, from The Course in Miracles, from even in reading in the Bible that says to not worry. Do not worry. Do not be anxious, it says. And yet we are anxious, and yet we hold on to this attachment to this worry that we have. So when I was in my unhealthy years— so many of them, by the way. And I think about what I sat around and talked about with my girlfriends. And what I sat around and talked about with my girlfriends and with anybody who would listen, really, was all the crap that was going wrong. How this wasn't right, this wasn't right, that this wasn't good, that we didn't have enough money, that my husband was fighting with my son, that my son had issues, that, you know, that the world was falling apart, that I didn't like what was happening in politics that I didn't like what was happening in the world. I didn't like what was happening with my money. Well, if you feel energetically what that feels like, it feels negative and it's surrounded by this isn't working. This isn't happening. This isn't good. And what Abraham Hicks, when she's channeling this energy, what she talks about is This important part of not worrying, just like Jesus said, to not worry, to not get caught up in the constant pushing back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, the same shuttle, the same stick, the same thing that we're saying, not enough, not enough, not enough, don't have, don't have, don't have. She talks a lot about how the ability to believe, can we believe that the world is abundant? Can we believe that even what was said in the Bible, in Jesus, ask and you shall receive? Can we believe that? But we don't believe that. And when we see it, what we want is we want it right here, right now. So if I ask for it, it should appear instantaneously. But while we're asking for it, we're also saying, I don't see it. I want a better relationship. Don't see it. I want my husband to act differently. Don't see it. He's not acting differently. I'm noticing all the ways he's not acting the way that I want. All I can see is the negativity. What happened for me was I changed my perception 
And I started to realize that this way of thinking was actually judgment, that it was actually me looking at situations and wanting it to be different. And some of that is okay to want different. I'm not saying that you should be in a situation that is unsafe, unhealthy, unkind. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that we can even be in a situation that's fine. And to be honest, we shouldn't even settle for fine. We should have extraordinary. We should have wonderful. We should be fully contented. We should be able to have the life of our dreams. But to have the life of our dreams, to get to that place, we have to change the perception that lets go of this judgment that we have of the world around us and that it needs to show up for us in a certain way for us to be able to have these things, these ideas, these emotions, these experiences that are more fulfilling for us. The more that we concentrate on what isn't working, the more we're closing the energetic door to what it is that we want. And there's been so many situations in my life recently where I'm attached. I'm attached to what was. I'm attached to if it was just a little bit different, if it was a little bit more, then it would work for me. If this person would just be a little bit different. And what I'm grateful for is in the old days, I would find a committee of people to sit around and commiserate and complain about that, to say, I wish that this was different. I wish that this situation was different. I wish that these people were acting differently. And they sit around and they're your friends and they go, yeah, yeah, you're right. That should be different or everybody gets really worked up. We don't have control of any of those things. We don't have control of any of those things. And again, the complexity in all of this is that it doesn't mean you don't have a voice, but there's a difference between having a voice that shares from an I statement place that says, this isn't working for me, that I recognize that these choices that are being made don't align with me anymore that I have to betray myself a little bit to be in this situation and I realize that isn't aligned with me. And so I'm going to make different choices versus coming in and saying, this has to be totally different for me to be okay with it. And I want you all to know it and I want you all to change and I want it all to be different. But the more that we sit around with people and talk incessantly around what's not working if we can just see that that is fueling the what's not working versus opening up to, and we've talked about in other episodes, the tools of using affirmation, using positive visioning, using the gratitudes to see what is working, to notice more of what you want and how that's coming to you so that you can be coming from a place of openness, receptivity, gratitude, connectivity, to even notice when there's small changes happening that are moving you towards the goal that you want. And because we're not so caught up in anger or frustration, we can actually see those little teeny tiny changes that are a step towards a healthier, happier life and celebrating them really milking them, really celebrating them and, and seeing the beauty in what that is. 
And it's funny because I still get caught up pretty quickly at times around things that I want to hold on to, like a grievance or a resentment or a, an attachment to wanting it to be different. And that's okay. You know, this process, it doesn't say that we won't have issues. I was reading today in my spiritual studies about how Jesus said there will be tribulation in life. And I think that we end up taking that, that we hold on to it almost like the Buddhists say life is suffering, you know, and we hold on to that, like, oh, it's going to be hard. And what it talked about is that the the roots of the words brought down tribulation to the concept of how you used to have to thrush or thrash the wheat to be able to get to the parts that you needed to live to survive. But it's actually not a negative. It's saying this is living. This is part of being alive. And I think the similar thing is in the Buddhist practice of life is suffering. Well, the suffering is really the choice of, of your attachment to the experience of living. Buddhism offers that you don't have to have the suffering, that you can move to the other steps by releasing our attachment. As a spiritual coach, I can support you on your path to make deep and real changes that will bring you a life of peace, happiness, connection, and abundance. Visit the website recoveryoursoul.net to book coaching sessions, read the blog, listen to some of my original music, and subscribe to receive email updates. I think of Recover Your Soul as a community. Follow us on social media, join the private Facebook group, and even our monthly soul recovery support group on Zoom to support each other and connect. For an extra episode each week, become a Patreon member or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If these episodes are helping you in any way and you want to donate, you want to really figure out how can I support this community and recover your soul, please look at the show notes below. There is a link to be able to donate monthly three, five, eight, or $10. This cost of a fancy cup of coffee would really help support this community and recover your soul. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. So when we come to this place where we're looking at our lives and we're, and we're saying, okay, am I going to concentrate constantly on what isn't working? Am I going to talk all the time about what isn't working? Am I going to point out what isn't working? Am I going to obsess over what isn't working? Am I going to worry? Am I going to worry about it? Am I going to have it turn over and over and over in my mind? And in the end, it doesn't benefit us. So how can you move to the next step, which is to move past that? For me, meditation, mindfulness, coming back to appreciation, noticing when I'm doing that, noticing it and then doing a pattern interrupt. So instead of allowing myself to continue to have that obsession about what isn't working or how I want it to be different or what my judgment is. Maybe I'll just have a moment where I could think to myself and I go, wow, Rach, you're really, you're really caught up on that. What's really going on there? And for me, journaling is such a huge tool that I use to slow my mind down, 
slow down that process, get it down on paper so that it has a place to live. And then ask myself a bunch of questions in that. Why do I want that to be different? What is it making me feel? How am I being affected by this? What is it really triggering in me? This is a situation that I need to actually have the courage to change myself. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, which is everything outside of us. The courage to change the things I can, me, my way of being, my way of seeing, whether I'm to participate in this situation, in this relationship, and the courage to do that, and then the wisdom to know the difference. That wisdom is that pause, it's that moment where we stop and we connect with that higher part of ourself. We release the ego, the ego that wants what it wants and doesn't want to feel uncomfortable. And we come into a softer place and we say, I'm going to choose to not obsess on this situation. I'm going to choose to have a pattern interrupt. I'm going to use journaling. I'm going to do something different. I'm going to move my body. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to make a point to not talk to a friend about what isn't working. I'm going to start writing down, talking about what I am so excited and happy to bring into my life, even if I don't see it yet. I was also reading, I can't remember where, that was talking about it's not the things that we want to bring into our lives that make us happy. It's those things are actually offerings of experiences, of feelings. And so when we're around in the world and we're looking at all the stuff that isn't working for us, can we connect to the feelings of what it is that we want to bring to ourselves, And can we believe that our higher power is offering us wisdom in this awareness to bring us in more alignment to closer to who you are, really who your true inner being is and how to be aligned with that, that you are actually being given guidance and offerings from a higher power that wants you to be happy, that wants you to be free. That those emotions, that those tugs that you get are offering you guidance to look deeper at yourself, to accept yourself, to love all of you. It isn't about just stopping thinking about what you don't want. It's deeper than that. It has more layers to it because we're not shoving down our pain We're not spiritually bypassing and being Pollyannas and just thinking the world is fabulous. We're noticing our judgment. We're noticing our desire to control. We're noticing where we get caught up in thinking that somebody else is the problem. And with that, then we can have the clarity to make choices in our life that are hard to leave situations that once filled you up, to leave relationships that you wish were different, to leave jobs that are safe, but not really who you are, to be in a relationship with somebody where you see them clearly for who they are and accept them fully and love them for exactly who they are, 
for allowing people to make their own decisions, to fall down, to make mistakes, and to have their own journey and their own experience. But mostly to love yourself. To love yourself and to take your power back so that you're not expending all this energy on places and people and circumstances that you don't have any control that you can have the courage to change the things you can. And ultimately, that's our own perception. It's our own viewpoint. It's our own way of being. It's our own consciousness. It's rising up to a new and greater awareness of ourselves. That's soul recovery. That's healing. And then in the end, it's interesting, conversations are different. It's not as easy to be in relationships with people because there isn't just other people and gossiping to talk about. But the conversations are deeper. They're more real. They're more in-depth, more, more vulnerable. And sometimes you have to find other things to talk about, such as what shows are you watching or what's happening here or tell me more about what's happening with the kids. Tell me what's happening in your life but not from a misery perspective, from an enlightened, lift you up. How can I help you be your best self? How can I see you? How can I encourage you? How can I believe in you? That's the power of it all. Soul recovery isn't easy, but it's worth it. I put a quote on my Facebook and Instagram from Pema Chotran that says something along the lines of, You can make yourself miserable or strong, and the amount of effort is the same. I encourage you every day to decide that you are worth the effort to have a beautiful, whole, and healthy life, to choose a spiritual path, to lean on your higher power, to choose to look at what's working and leave behind what isn't working. I encourage you to live your best life and to make brave changes and to make brave choices that are for you, for you to live your best, fullest life. If you need help with any of this, you know I'm here. Book a coaching session with me. Come to one of the workshops. I'm going to be starting to create courses. I want to help you in every way so that you can be successful and happy and feel supported and love yourself to love yourself. Until next time, namaste. Are you wondering, how do I go deeper on my soul recovery journey? Or how do I support this great podcast? Well, here's your call to action. If you're ready for real inner change and would like to work directly with me, visit the website and book a coaching session. I'm here to support you on your unique path. I'm here to help you let go of the past, to deepen your connection with higher power, whatever that is for you, and then to discover and step into a happy and healthy life of your making. You can also become part of the Soul Recovery Community. One way is to join the support group. It's the first Monday of every month. It's on Zoom from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Time, and you can register on the website and get your Zoom link. It's the same link every month. We're also on social media. Of course, there's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and now even Insight Timer. Yes, lots of ways to connect. 
There is even a private Facebook group that will allow you for more communication and conversation about soul recovery with your community. If you'd like an extra bonus episode every Friday, you can become an Apple Podcast subscriber or choose your tier level of giving on Patreon. I'd also love all the listeners to subscribe on the website so that I can keep you informed on what's going on with the podcast, the community, with me, and anything that's up and coming and new and great about soul recovery. Also, if you just take a little bit of time and give me five stars, a quick review, share the podcast with friends and family, make sure you're subscribing however you listen to the podcast. We're helping even more people to have soul recovery in their lives. If this podcast is providing you spiritual nourishment and inspiration, thank you, thank you, thank you for going to the website, pushing the donate button, and giving whatever feels right to you. It means so much to me because I have this mission of sharing soul recovery with the world and your donations, your bookings, your subscriptions, everything that you do to be part of this community is making all that happen. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. The Recover Your Soul podcast and its content is for educational purposes only and is not allied or representative of any organizations or religions. It's based on the opinions and experience of Reverend Rachel Harrison. Recover Your Soul claims no responsibility to any persons or entity for any liability, loss, damage, or cause alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of its use. Applications or interpretations of the information represented herein. Take what you need and leave the rest.